Dear friends in Christ Jesus, once again I extend you all a very warm welcome to you to this Eucharistic celebration, fourth Sunday of Lent. I came across something funny the other day. I know most of the teenagers would enjoy. It is called Five Things You Will Never Hear Your Dad Say. No, number five, no son of mine is going to live under this roof without earring. Number four, why do you want to get a job? I have got plenty of money for you to spend. Number three, your mother and I are going away for the weekend. You might want to consider throwing a party. <laughs> Number two, here is my credit card and the car key. Now go crazy. <laughs> Number one, well, looks like I am lost the way. I guess I have to stop and ask for directions. <laughs> Dear friends, one thing you will never hear, your heavenly father is, if you walk away from me, you can never come back. Instead, God is a loving heavenly father. He loves you so much. You are free to walk away out of his fellowship with him. He won't stop you. But when you come back, he will run to meet you more than you are off away if you decide to return. And he says when you repent, he will treat you as if you never left. What a great story, the prodigal son, in a short few words. Jesus shows us our selfishness, sinfulness. Charles Dickens, one of the popular story novelist writer, about this parable, he says, the prodigal son is the finest story ever written. It's more than just a splendid story. However, it is a story that touches all of us at different points. Some of you are the, are the parents of prodigals and you are feeling the pain of the father. And others of you, you are like the son who has wandered away from fellowship with the father. And still others of you won't like to admit that you are like, exactly like older brother. And this, this, this prodigal son story, and we are going to learn three important lessons uh, for this evening. And as we are in Lenten season, and this is great opportunity to reflect upon these important three lessons. Number two, number one, God who regrets your rebellion. The younger son in the story demanded to receive his inheritance from his father. In the Jewish tradition, it was not the custom when the father is alive, dividing the property. It is equal when the son demanding his property. It is equivalent to the father is no more. He, he, he is dead. And what the son does here immediately, son, he walks away from the home and he heads for a faraway country. And this is a perfect example of rebellious and disrespectful child. And the God of the, the, God of the universe has message for us today. He is saying you, I love you, you are free to go. 
God loves us so much, he will never force us to stay in relationship with him. And he has given us freedom, he has given us a free will to make a decision. We are not robo, we are not automatic machine, and God has given us a freedom to go away. If you are bound and if you are bound and determined to do something foolish and walk out from God, he won't going to stop you. He does not force obedience or royalty from you. He wants to treat you freely, love and serve him. We see there are several, many, many examples in the scriptures how God is not forcing anybody and when they decide to commit sin. He did not stop when our first parents, Adam and Eve, and from eating that fruit. He did not stop David, a king, when he committed adultery with Bethsaida. He did not stop Judas when he decided to betray his master for 30 silver pieces. He did not stop Peter when he decided to deny Jesus. In the same way, when you decide to walk away from God, God is not going to stop you. I come across a man a few years ago who was a very deeply committed person. He was a servant of God. He was like a child of God. But in the middle of his life, he messed up in a sexual sin. He committed adultery. He ended up leaving his spouse. And he was living a miserable condition and bitter. And he was making that statement, if it was wrong, why God did not stop me? And it was all about uh, God. And God, God is powerful. He could have done it, but God would not. He has given us free, free will and freedom to choose the good things for us. And number two, and a God who runs to you when you return to him. The second lesson we learned, and God who runs to you when you return. The wayward son did not uh, do very well in the faraway country, and Jesus uses six words in verse 13 to describe what happened to him. He squandered his wealth in wild living. There is a lot can be read in these words. With a packet full of money, he headed straight for casinos, uh, the strip joints, and the pubs, and blew all his funds. Before he turned around, it was all gone. And Jesus said he came to his senses. And when he was sent to herd the, took after the swine, he came to his senses, realized a servant in his father's house, the higher workers, they live a better life. They have a three meals a day now, but he's suffering from hunger. And he reaches the point of total depression. Now he swallowed more tasteless than his uh, corn cobs, his pride. He swallowed and started the long journey back home. And how come and the father received him? How father received him? The scholars have discovered the similar stories existed in the Jewish rabbis for Jesus' time. And Jesus told when the younger son come, according to the earlier version of the story, and the father usually rejects the younger son. And the statement he would say, 
the broken down son begged his father to take him back and for, but the father would like would like to him said uh, you had your chance and you have chosen to live like a pig now go back and live with the pigs you have made your bed now you lie on it and everybody thought jesus was going to conclude the story in the same way the rejection of the younger son but jesus said while the young younger son was far away and his father saw him he was filled with compassion he ran to him threw his arms around him and he welcomed him back he did not wait for the son to come back but rather he ran to meet him our god is a god and when you repent and when you return to him and he is going to run to you and number 3 a god who restores you when you repent the son he repeatedly said what to talk to his dad he said three things first he said i i have sinned against heaven and that's right and all the sin we commit it's against god so it's it's very important that we need to confess our sin to god and number 2 he confessed to his father i have sinned against you and one of the hardest things to say i was to admit our mistakes i was wrong will you forgive me and that's what the youngest son is doing and he was asking he was begging pardon from his father and that's the thing we need to do we need to ask pardon from and whom we and whenever we committed sin and accept acknowledge our sin and number 3 the younger son he says i am no longer worthy to be called your son and he wanted to serve like a hired workers so that he believed he would get three meal a day and this is so important this he found actually he broke the relationship and when he took away the property he broke the relationship with his dad there is no relationship existing and but how the father treats him and and he is a son he is back and what he did the first thing he brought a finest robe for his son and the finest robe and would cover the filth and the dirt of his son and this is a lovely picture of our heavenly father he is going to cover our sins with the robe of righteousness when adam and eve when they disobeyed god's commandment and they made a fig leaves and made a cloth for them but god finally clothed them with a with a skin animal skin and this is how jesus is going to cover us when we return back to him going to cover our sins with the robe of righteousness and the son he wanted to remain as a servant hired worker but here father wanted to affirm that his sonship and once again through ask making him wear shoe and in the jewish traditions the slaves they won't put on sandals but here the father made him to wear a new sandal affirming his sonship and also one more thing affirming his sonship and he asked him to put on a new ring and uh, usually the jewish tradition the ring engraved the family seal upon it so now the younger son he squandered all the money he definitely sold out sold out the ring and 
now the father again put, put on the, the new ring on his finger, affirming his sonship. My dear friends, and this is a powerful message for us, and we could, it could be uh, the different role, and we may play the father role or the younger son role, or it could be the older son role, and it is so important that and whenever we move away from God and God is constantly waiting on us to come back to him and so Lent is a great opportunity and let us imitate the prodigal son who came back to his heavenly father with a heart full of sorrow and remorse we come back to him and God is ready to receive us back and affirm our sonship and daughtership with him. Amen.